0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cantina MX, episode 348, Double Jornada. We had some action over the weekends and some action right now with Wallahara and Tijuana duking it out in some other matches. And before that, we do have to talk about the friendly between Paraguay and Mexico in where Mexico lost and uh, continue to get the pressure on Tata. And we'll see if we have room for some other topics. But uh, we're live on Twitter Spaces. We're live on Cantina MX Football Podcast on our YouTube channel. So if you're feeling brave enough, hop on, say hello, and uh, get internet famous. Before I go any further, let me welcome Joel to the podcast. Well how we doing? What's up, family?
1: I'm I'm doing good, man. But I did not know was played today.
0: Yeah, I actually, um, like, literally, like, a couple minutes ago, they were up 2-1 against Tijuana. They're trying to close it out in stoppage time. They're they're winning or they're losing? They're beating Tijuana 2-1, but I might have jinxed it.
1: You might have jinxed it, huh?
0: Because it was getting into stoppage time.
1: That would have been, um, that would have been Lord Chain's, what, fifth game, fifth straight
0: win, Um, I believe we're on a, what, three-game, four-game winning streak? Not I a mean, winning
1: take... oh. I, I'm counting the Toluca game there. was
0: like, <laughs> The obvious, the obvious robo. Oh, okay, okay. I like it. Looks like we already got a request in right now.
1: No, I, I wouldn't call it robo, but it was obviously one of those those mistakes, those, those huge mistakes that, that did end up affecting the – you know,
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I've been doing this strategy where I'm not watching Chivas play, and they they keep winning. So I'm just gonna keep. And they keep winning. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing that, man. I mean, I, I don't want to break the streak. <laughs> but it, it looks like the time has finished, and uh, Chivas did get that victory on the road against Tijuana. That's
1: a big three point see? and you know what, Jaime? Ever since. Cadena started getting those Ws. All the naysayers, all the Chicken Little, the sky is falling. They they've been quiet. All the all the fuera, fuera Pelayas, fuera this. Not a peep, man. Not a peep. And it's I I remember um, it was like the second game. (laughs) <laughs> it was the second game, and uh a hermano was already like going off on the you know you guys ruined the season and and whatnot and i and there's this picture I saw that i I like using a lot it's like uh it's like a cartoon like some guy like rolling on the floor and it looks like he's holding his ass and, and someone photoshopped it to make it look like he's wearing a a Cuba jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say, I don't know what's going on. Why does my ass hurts, <laughs> Something like that.
2: <laughs>
1: and I, you know, I, I tweeted to the guy and he's like, well, you know, what are you trying to say?
0: What do you suggest,
1: Dude, I'm like, dude, the season just started, like, like, save the butt hurt. And, uh, you know, I I've been forgetting to, like show up on his feet and been like hey remember
2: this
1: (laughs) remember this um but yeah that that it's like you you never know like um how the season can play out so i always been against the whole sec coach um there's only like the obvious the team is like horrible where they're where they're getting like they're losing like three zero, four zero. They just look clueless. But most of the time, it's it's a couple results that don't go their way, or something's missing, or players got injured, or you know you're missing key players, and that's obviously affecting the team. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like you know, go to that extreme of like. You know, having someone lose their job. It's it's I'll say it's one of my disappointments for like uh hearing like the Mexican media because it's like dude, no one's judging you like that, you know? Yeah. No, no or you're you're not holding yourself to that standard of you got something wrong, you're not gonna be like, you know what, I don't deserve to be to be the host or I don't deserve to be in this panel. I'm gonna pack my shit and leave. You know, they just pretend that they didn't say anything, or they just don't bring it up again.
2: Mm.
1: So I never liked that, the whole, you know, oh, this guy has to go, and, and, and I don't watch those shows enough to see if sometimes people put him, you know, like, like remind them, hey, what, you know, what happened here.
0: Yeah. Well, look, let's take a look at the last five matches for Chivas. They got four victories now as of today and one draw uh, the controversial draw against Toluca again I didn't see it so I know that there was like uh, well like a penalty not called or something um, even Chivas kind of put a slight on their Twitter but nonetheless the the dick chain gang is is all <laughs> is all here yeah he's bounced <laughs> back ever since uh, that old man pulled him to the side and gave him some tactical advice and since then man the the team's the, the team's in a different gear now. I don't want to put a damper on everyone's party, but in in ten days, Chivas is going to play three matches. So uh, we'll see if they can continue to to play football champagne. Uh, they do have Puebla on Saturday at home. Then they have a makeup match between uh, Tigres on Tuesday, and then the Super Clasico against america on saturday so three matches in 10 days we'll see how it goes
1: yeah i think what helps them there it's the youth they have a lot of youth a lot of fresh legs um the saying is the youth would would lead you to the to the championship but it's the the veterans that would win it for you something along the way so uh that that'll be sort of my stand too with Chivas if they go into Liguilla and start playing. I think that's where some of the veteran players, you know, show up. Every now and then you do see some young teams that, you know, go take the uh, you know the extra mile and end up do end up winning it.
0: We'll see what happens. A lot can happen in in a couple of weeks. I mean, we've seen it with Chivas firsthand go from. Z- From zero to hero. Currently sitting in the seventh spot. Not a bad place to be in. 19 points. Uh, Toluca with 22. Tigres in fifth with 24. They actually had a really good match today against Toluca. How was that result? uh, Tigres won. Yeah, they beat them. Uh, it At the volcano? Yeah. Yeah, They They were playing at home. They're at home. I was kind of confused with uh, the. I was like the second goal or the third goal where there was like a defensive error, and then it looked like Zignac had given it to Cordova like as a pass, and he was like way offside. But it was a deflection from the defender, so they originally had flagged it offside, and then they went to VAR and, and gave it a goal. So, yeah, three one victory for for Tigres. And I hate to admit it, man Cordova's looking good bro he's he's looking good, it looks like has gotten the best out of him, and uh even the World Cup winner Florantavin scored, so you guys are a scary team and and we're gonna be facing them pretty soon. Should be a good matchup um, yes, it should. I wish Chiquis was here so we can celebrate it a little bit he his pumas' actually finally won. Pretty, pretty significant, substantial victory over Querétaro, four to one. So good for them. I,
1: you know, that's the other coach that has been getting a lot of flack. Lilini? Liliani, yes. Liliani, Liliani. Um, you know, people calling for his head and whatnot. I think there's been circumstances, you know, out of his control, and, and he's proven to do to do pretty good with what he has. So, I mean, one bad season, I wouldn't I wouldn't use that to to fire a coach.
0: I mean, this guy has been a miracle worker. Like, what he's done with this club, <laughs> like... He yeah, took him to a final. With, with, what, w- with what he's been given, like, you know, I don't think anybody else would be doing a better job than him, if I'm being honest. But... You know, with the uh, Danny Alves controversy, you know, bringing him and hyping it up, and then just for him to collect a paycheck. Uh, <laughs> not
1: not just bringing him, but like with with imposed, you know, like he has to start and he has to play. Oh yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, with all the stipulations with the contract, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you're Pumas man, that's you had a good week because you uh you you kept. Atlas at bay, zero zero. Uh the big campion, and then you got a victory against Queretaro. You're no longer at the very bottom. You're Which, still, you're still down guess, there with I thirteen we points.
2: Ca-
0: <laughs> but
1: it was Atlas Big Campion and we we wondered could they could they be the first to be a uh, to three Pete? Hell no. And it, it seems like they might not even might not even get to Ligia.
0: Um They're almost out of games, bro. We're at 14 fixtures for them. They've only gotten two victories, four draws, eight losses. They're in 17th position with 10 points. And let me see. Mathematically, are they still... Yeah, I mean, mathematically, they could still get in there, but I doubt it. The most they can end up with the season is 19 points. So... I doubt it.
1: Yeah. I I think they'll bounce back. You know, knowing Grupo Orlegi, they probably already have. They'll probably already have the, you know.
0: Yeah, we had some interesting results. Uh, San Luis Tijuana 0-0. They kicked things off on September 1st. Querétaro and Puebla tied 1 1. Necaxa beat Leon 3 2. Juarez tied with Cruz Azul 2 2. Pachuca 2 over Santos. And Rayados couldn't beat Mazatlan. They stayed 0 0. America got a good victory over Tigres. Are they the, they're the league leaders now, right? 2 1. We do have Ricardo standing by. Uh, I do have a bonus pick with him. But, yeah, America got their victory uh, against Tigres. And then yesterday, another victory over San Luis. And with that, they are at the top with a game at hand. 13 matches played, 28 points on fire, man. I'm going to invite Ricardo to speak, see if he has uh, something for us. But... uh, We've seen this before. I feel. I feel like we've seen this before with uh with their old coach and. At Solari, yeah, yeah, like they were doing so good in the regular season They get to the playoffs, get eliminated in the first round or second round or whatever. <laughs> so it's like we've we you know a false positive. Is this fool's gold, Ricardo, or, or are they are they the real deal right now? I don't know if his mic's working.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's still on, he's still only as listener right now.
0: Oh, okay. I'll try it again.
3: Oh shit, Colasso's here. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm over at the <laughs> airport. I'm at the airport right now and trying to listen in and oh, trying yeah. to jump in where I can just just so I don't make too much noise. But man, I wanted to jump in with the Chivas thing, and uh, it's it's something that uh, I, we discussed in the past where you know right now that there's no. The Senso, why not write out write it out with the coach, right? And uh, Chivas is writing it out with with Dick Chain. and uh, and I guess it's it's bearing decent fruit at least for the moment, right? I think Chivas still has four games to play in total, and uh, I mean, right now seventh position, not bad, right? Not bad, seventh,
1: but um, let me see, they're probably not that far from the. From
3: like fourth, they're, they're well, they're three behind Toluca, which is sixth, and then fourth is twenty-five points, so that's six
0: points out. I'm telling you so right games, now, they're not—they're not, they're not going to finish points. top four. <laughs> I
3: don't think
0: so either. No, they might be able to take some points away from America and Tigres and kind of stagnate them, but I mean, they would have to literally—I'd be happy with seventh. They would have to win out. They would have to win out the rest of the season uh, if they want a chance at, at top four.
1: Oh, we're still we're still doing the the top 4 right the league is still doing
0: the yeah the top, the top four, 4 get a, still... get a bye week yep which in the past has kind of proven to be a disadvantage because you're you have a week without rhythm or with a week without you know matches and then yeah by the time you go into the the first game like the other teams kind of like already in form or has a momentum going so it's kind of proven to be a disadvantage to have a, a week off but we'll see
3: yeah, it doesn't mean great, that's for sure. But no, I'm really glad that there's uh that right now Chivas has taken advantage of this this opportunity by not you know, not sacking the coach when when everybody thought he was gone. Including myself. I thought they were gonna can him. But you know, when the the situation Chivas is in, they need to, you know, give somebody a long term project and I mean, I know so far it's not been a full year with Dick Chain, but but let him let him coach. Let's let's see what he can do. What? We're we're, do not you know we're not any danger. We're not danger.
1: The the project is with Pelayo. You know, oh. and I, I feel it's the thing how they do it with Pachuca. You know, and and Santos where they could switch up the coach and the team. The, you know, their team bounced right. back. They don't have to re, they don't have to start all over again because. Right. The directiva is in charge of, like, bringing the players or or keeping tabs on the youth, as opposed to when you have a coach and he's in charge of all of that. You know, he'll bring in four or five players, and then the next season he'll bring in two or three more. Now you're stuck with, like, eight, you know, with a whole team of eight that another coach built. So if you bring in a new one, he's, like – they might not be to his liking or whatnot. So so it's kind of messy, you know, it could be messy, but when you have like a director deportivo, you know, like a directiva is overseeing everything, then it's, that's not so much a problem, which is where I feel like uh, my Chi chillar, Hermanos didn't give enough credit to Busse because he, he didn't get to bring a player. He, he never complained, but, let's say, had he brought players, it would have, you know, you know, it would have, it would have set the team back as far as like, well, these, you know, if if those players didn't pan out, which I, I will assume they didn't if they sacked them, even though they sacked him on a, what was it, four or five game on streak, which makes the whole thing even more
3: weird. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't remember. What, what, did, was he getting blown out? I don't think he was getting blown out. Was it? No, no, he? No, no, right? he had like
1: he had like four games without losing, or five. They even beat Pachuca. That's the game they, they beat him. They sack him right after he beats Pachuca.
0: Yeah, and this is uh, leading up to the Clásico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was a whole año thing, man. That's that's what I feel sucks. With the whole they had Pelayas there working on something, and and then, um this dude comes in and he interrupts it. Um, but you know that saying out of chaos comes order, I don't think the team would have played as good with the because he's like how they call him El rey Miedos. very very defensive, <laughs> very very conservative, and I feel with um with Kane, I think he's. You know, more willing to take risks and whatnot. And and you're seeing some of the players like Beltran that were pretty much sidelined.
3: You know, and, standing and, he, out. Doesn't have, and he doesn't have anything to lose, right? I mean no he's, he's a relatively unknown.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, What's going on? I think he's at the airport. He mentioned earlier. But... No, that
3: wasn't. That wasn't. No, that was me. Yeah, that was you. Well, not me. That was the the, the airport. <laughs> oh that was the airport. I thought it was Ricardo talking. It, no. it, it, it was an announcement that Chivas won. <laughs> That's all. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hey, I think Ricardo's off. Uh, I think he's finally on speaker. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You know it's crazy. We live in a we live in a timeline where Thomas Tuchel, who took Chelsea to a Champions League and won it, is out of a job, and Dick Chain, Dick Chain is, has a job. What a time to be alive! <laughs> I woke up this morning to the news that you know Chelsea had fired their coach after he had, after they had given him all the players that he had asked for, in the transfer window. They they're like, all right, now get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I'm trying to tie this back into Mexico, but Edson Alvarez was like screaming and begging Ajax to let him go, you know, and to join Chelsea because they needed a center defensive midfielder. And uh he dodged a bullet, man. Happens a lot in Mexican football where the coach re- requests this player, gets canned, then all of a sudden they're like, Well, what do we do with you? We don't want you anymore.
1: Yes, especially it happens more with the Mexican international.
0: Yeah. Um, kind of trying to swing the pendulum the other way with America on top. I do have a bone to pick with Ricardo. <gasps> what, fuck? what is oh, that? Oh,
4: excuse me you guys have to excuse me I'm the free
0: last <laughs> <laughs> you know what's also very cold and might put me to sleep is the damn netflix special man that that was i, I had to turn it off after like 20 minutes bro it was too boring to... gentlemen i'm gonna have I...
3: to jump up, jump off here my flight's about to board all Good right man have a safe flight <laughs>
4: Stay safe. But Jaime, you're detracting from the main point here. I'm said for the cima. America's number one. <laughs> and we're looking down. Looking <laughs> it's 74 degrees in Houston, but i said for in Guapa.
0: Yeah. We'll see if y'all stay cold, though, when it comes to the playoffs.
4: I I see you're worried though.
0: I ain't worried bro. I ain't worried about Medicats.
4: I, I, I see all the all the Chivas the old supposed idolos on Twitter all worried. You know the you know you're they're worried <sighs> they start make bringing up the ref, the excuses, the league already chose the winner. There's definitely worry in the back of their minds.
0: Yo, I'm trying I, to figure out how big is your gate or winning streak right now? It's a eight
4: game winning streak.
0: Just a perfect time for us to beat you guys and, and ruin that for y'all.
4: Nah, I don't see that happening. With the uh, I, I overheard a uh, Joel saying, "A, uh, uh, Cadena is a risk taker. That guy's a ratonero, man. You see his <laughs> teams play." They got that They got the bunkers steady in the back, and whenever, whenever they have the ball straight, they they go. The the, the ball goes straight to Vega, or el, or el Pene Beltran.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I said
1: more willing to take risks, Ricardo. More, more willing.
4: Oh, okay. Than, I than, misunderstood. Than, because, but than, my point, than, my point <laughs> stands, Ratonero.
1: <laughs> hey. He would have been at five wins, and they wouldn't have taken those. Yeah, this,
4: this team isn't playing good. Uh, there's a lot of the 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 report fans, the Chivas Barra Brava reporters. They're saying yeah, oh. yeah Chivas <laughs> is playing good, this and that, but they have to say that because they're getting paid, right? But you break down you break down these games they won. The Monterrey game, good win. Wasn't pretty. Well, could that that goal that the the first Peruano that Chivas signed
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. that was
4: a messy goal.
2: The first
1: of many. Um, no, but you know what? This is a team that is not like man player for player. It's not one of the the stronger teams. You know, it's not top four.
4: All these, they're they're, def- they're definitely overachieving. Uh, I'll admit to that, <laughs> and uh, and uh, I might have to eat a little bit of crow because I'm mad enough to admit when I was wrong, and uh, my this recent game with Tijuana, that kid I was shitting on. that you guys have the chupete? Yeah, you look pretty good. I'm, I won't. I won't deny that. And the that second goal you guys scored today. It was thanks to, he's a big, he's a tall kid. I noticed that I had to look him up. He's about 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, mm. yeah. And and the second goal was a result of him winning that loose ball. And uh, that other guy that looks like a thump was scoring the goal.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh. so I'll give credit where credit is due. But I don't appreciate the, the chi Hermanos already making excuses the 14s on its way.
0: Man, I love your confidence, man. I cannot wait to see it get absolutely crushed when it comes to the playoffs, man. You can do great. You can do great for 17 weeks in a row, man. But when it comes to playoffs, that's that's where your true colors come out.
4: You're you're right about that. But I over I also overheard you you had a bone to pick with the Cantina IMAX number one fan. I like to hear the, his bone.
0: Oh, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the Netflix show, man. Oh, it, it's not good. I, oh, I, I thought that they would, you know, being a medic, guy, kind of make it obnoxious and and but also have like a little bit of swagger to it. But it, I don't mm-hmm. know, man. It's kind of like all over the place, and for like the amount of history and like what the team represents to like Mexican football. And another thing too is like this is also a lot of. Uh, people's first impression because they don't they're not familiar with america they're not familiar with league mx so i was really expecting like a really good show and like it would even capture or captivate an audience that typically doesn't know that much about mexican football and i don't think this is it chief
4: yeah i echo your words you're completely right if i had to give it a rating maybe a six out of ten at best, five. at five at work. I mean, four. yeah, around five at worst, you bring up a lot of good points. Um, like you said, there's a lot of first-time watchers. They don't know who America is or what it stands for. But like you said, it's a little bit all over the place. I personally didn't like that they didn't necessarily – the way it was structured. I yeah. would have preferred like or like the origins. Like we didn't really get that. Yeah. We just got up to the point where Televisa bought America. And that's that's all and that's understandable. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ascarragan Televisa had to give the thumbs up to make the documentary documentary to begin with, right? But yeah. like I knew about that stuff about them <clears throat> being named the Canarios. Like that little yellow bird, because mm-hmm. my late uncle told me all about that stuff. But a lot of a lot of other people don't know about that stuff.
0: It's cr- it's crazy to think that like at one point America was considered like a quipo chico or something. That's yeah. crazy or to me. Non-
4: n- yeah, non-existent. Yeah, you're right. And another bone I would have to pick with the documentary is the the fact that. They gave a little bit of limelight to a bunch of lanes, kinda of like Bruno Valdez. Like who who the hell is this guy? He's a nobody compared to the compared to the other guys that had, like my guy Hermosillo and uh Cristobal Ortega, legends of the sport of America. Especially Hermos, Hermosillo because he he scored on that uh on that that final against Chivas. And then again, in Necaxa, another one of my favorite finals, where he, <laughs> he humiliated you guys. So I love that guy to death, even though a lot of Americanistas hate on him because he won
0: with Azul. Yeah.
4: But uh, the guy won six titles. I mean, how is he not a part of your history, right? Yeah. And uh, another part I didn't really appreciate was the fact that they kind of left out those, they kind of rushed through the end. Like they skipped through the, through those, uh, those last finals that we won against uh, Tigres and Cruz Azul. And they kind of, and another reason, uh, another understandable reason that they didn't really highlight the Libertadores or Sudamericana. I'm biased in that obviously because I, I love those moments. But like the, the Sudamericana final fox sports obviously has the rights to that so they were going to yeah. they weren't going to be able to show that right yeah but i would have enjoyed seeing some of that stuff
0: yeah like i said man i only got through like maybe a half an hour of it but i just don't like the way it started because again like for me and you we we kind of know a little bit about the history but like for people that just don't know anything about liga Mekis, like you have to get you have to get them by the bulls right from the beginning and just to give you like a little bit of perspective like i'm watching this fucking show on fx called Wrexham, and it's like bro it's like entertaining because like they hook you because it's like ryan reynolds and the guy from it's always funny in philadelphia but like they Mm -hmm. do they do a such a you can tell that like they're hollywood and they know how to like structure like a show you know and and like that's how you're supposed to do it it's like you're supposed to kind of like lead them into like and it's like, dude, like America's like the bad boys, like the Yankees of like Mexico. And like, I don't think, I don't think they didn't like, capture it, that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like embracing like that sort of like the image. Like, I feel like they could have done a much better job.
4: You're right. Like you said, was, if two words to describe it is, well, not two words. I mean, but if I had to describe it, it's all over the place and doesn't have any structure. But what I will say, what I did enjoy, was the Canteranos getting uh, some love, like Cuauhtémoc, Zague, like I mentioned earlier, Hermosillo, Cristobal, Ortega, Alfredo Tena. But what I I really loved is how the truth came out in that final, where they even uh, highlighted the the Chivas players, uh, Kirarte and those guys, where they admitted... They resorted to Central American tactics to win that to to win the semi the semifinal before they faced America the year after in the final. Where they pretty much said, Oh, we're not good enough to beat them, so we're gonna we're just gonna take one of their players out. <laughs> I really appreciated that. <laughs> Admitting you're not that's as America.
0: Uh, that's funny.
4: Yeah. Oh, and the parachute guys.
0: Parachute guys.
4: Yeah, they, in that in that game, they there was two like in the like in that boxing match with Redick Bow and uh, Evander the Holyfield. There's like a parachute guy. There's two of them in that game. And I'm, I don't have any proof, but I'm pretty sure Chiba sent them to disrupt the
0: game. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, man, I I think you guys are probably feeling high and mighty right now. Great win streak. And I mean, it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. And you guys have a game in hand, so I mean, whew.
4: And, and you and you mentioned Solari earlier. Uh huh. If I would have to, uh, if I would have to compare and contrast from both these streaks, I would say Solari—he was getting it done, but it wasn't pretty, and it was effective. But there was always something that you could see that wasn't that. These little moments that they got away with that they could have they've could have conceded goals or lost the game. Yeah. But with this streak, you can more or less see a style being imposed on another team, grit, and the ability to come back.
2: Mm.
0: So and
4: I-, I don't see that with any other team.
0: So in your mind, you guys are winning this.
4: In my mind and everyone's mind, they just won't admit it.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man.
4: I know Joel thinks we're gonna win it.
1: <laughs> I do think they're favorites, and if it was by points, I would see them winning it. But Ligia's a bastard. One slip up, one bad game, and that's all she wrote.
4: And, and, I, and I, I like that point you brought up, Paul. And I would agree with you about the Quick. Chivas being uh, the, the streak. Yeah, I'm just busting you guys' balls, but <laughs> I would agree that those those fresh legs are helping oh, you the guys youth? out right now. Yeah. Yeah, in the, the youth in, the, in these uh, uh, doble jornadas is yeah. definitely a uh, an attributing factor.
1: Do You know, I I've I need to go look for it again. I remember hearing this interview and I think it was, I think it was Ramon Morales and it was on a, it was like on 1330 AM radio station here in LA, but I don't remember the the show and it's driving me crazy. And I managed to catch like a snippet of Moncho and he was talking about his injuries. And he said how after training, after like, you know, training with the team, he had to go to this doctor that would inject them like in the legs. He said his legs would hurt a lot. Like he would be in pain. And this is some some of the stuff we don't know about players. You know, a lot of times how they, they'll drag these injuries or carry these injuries or uh, play injured Um, they get numbed a lot. Cortisone shots, right? I don't know, dude. I I mean, I'm not sure what they're getting. Um,
4: That's common with athletes, cortisone shots.
1: Yeah, for like the the pain.
4: Yeah, or to like... Yeah, yeah. they
1: talk about that in the Maradona. um, I think it's the HBO, the one that came out on HBO, the Maradona um, biography or whatever. And he talks about how he was, you know, Come game day, they would just shoot him up mm. so that he would be ready to play. the other one was I don't know if you guys remember hearing about how um Batistuta you know now retired, how they they almost cut his legs off.
0: no shit,
1: yeah, he's talking about that, and he'd just be he said he would be in so much pain, he'll be crying um and it's like, well, you know like how many games did he play where he was hurt, you know. How often did he do this? Then now that he's injured, he's paying the price. Um, so that's, that's something that a lot of times we don't realize and we'll think some of these players suck. And it's, you know, it's easy for us to be like, uh, you know, so fucking bombing. And that's part of the reason many times because they've they been, they're playing injured or they've been playing hurt, they've been dragging an injury where it's like, they'll make them um, at least finish the season before you know, you under the knife or whatever. Um, so that happens. It happened to one of the Chiba players. I think it was Salivar, one of those uh, guys,
0: um, Sergio Avila had to retire early.
1: No, this guy didn't retire, um, but they kept, they kept like telling them not to get um, operated and he went and he did it on his own. Yeah. He, I'm- he, it, because he must have been in a lot of pain. This was during uh, uh, Almeida tenure and he he just went on his own and he was like fuck this and he, he just went and got you know diagnosed and he went and did the surgery um so so yeah that's just that's just sometimes one of the advantages with some of these dudes because they're, they're just starting they're not fresher legs they're not carrying injuries or whatnot. so yeah a lot of times that's why you some of
4: these guys, you know, end up looking better. Or there's there's other cases where these guys dope. Like Zidane, like Zidane for example, admitted blood doper.
0: Zidane or Zidane? Wait, blood, blood
1: doper? Like yeah. blood transfusion?
4: Yeah, he admitted to it. Oh. And, uh, and yeah. Roberto Carlos also got accused by a German... A couple of years back, by a German, uh, uh, uh sports writer of, of blood doping as well. Like, so what you, do they you do?
0: See,
4: you see these superstars. Wait, but,
0: wait. So what do they do?
4: Nothing. They didn't do anything at
0: all. <laughs> no, I mean, like, no, you mean the players? No, I mean, like, what, what, uh, what is, what is that? What, what is that? Blood like? doping? Yeah.
4: Blood doping, more or less. They take your blood, out, blood out of you. They add a certain other chem, not chemicals, but other illegal substance substances to it. They spin it in a little machine and they st- and they stick it back into you.
2: No and shit. That,
4: that way, you heal faster. You play harder. You play faster, and you're not as prone to injuries.
0: I remember yeah. like a fighter <laughs> or like a boxer, like. I remember like part of his training was like they would take him up on a helicopter and then like draw his blood out. Cause I think like when you're in a higher altitude, like you have more oxygen in your blood. Mm-hmm. And then they would like put it back in his system. Like I don't know. Oh,
4: Mayweather's Mayweather and Pacquiao accused of the same thing.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They, I think they did it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Then you see Pacquiao, he has all those tattoos. And though he thinks a little suspicious, the guy has all those tattoos, and then he says, in the prime of his career, he's saying, oh, I'm afraid of needles? Like, what kind of shit is that,
0: man?
4: <laughs> and Mayweather as I do remember well. him
1: saying that, yeah.
4: And Mayweather as well, in a certain... Uh, cause boxing is my second thought. Uh, not anymore, because it's saturated, mm-hmm. and it's in the shits right now, but... There's a, like uh, I don't know if you, how familiar you guys are with boxing, but like before like a big fight. Uh-huh. Like back in the day on HBO or on Showtime, they would have like a little like a, a lead up to it, like a like a twenty four seven to like hype up the show.
0: Oh, I used to the, love the, that. The fight, I mean. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And in this in this certain episode, Mayweather's there, he's like he's describing the the exact crosses of blood doping. He's like, Oh I got but like in like in a hood voice, you know, like, oh I got a machine and it spits my blood, and they stick it back into me. And that's blood doping, man.
0: <coughs> but it's, like, legal, right? It's not like, or is it illegal Oh, like... no,
4: it's Oh, I don't know about it, how, how legal it is now, but oh. I know in Europe, in Europe at the time, when Zidane was t- was taking it, it was... There was no restrictions at all. Yes. You know what they would say? They would say, maybe si tol vampiro. They took blood out of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, these guys are, like... Uh, I'm, I'm going to the extreme end, Yeah. but when when you see these these superstars, like it's not just them being extraordinary. Yeah, they're very skillful, but there's other there's other things attributing to them being so elite and consistent.
0: Well, like yeah, it, ex- it
1: explains this, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just really go ahead. Like how you? We did end up seeing because, um, like in football. With current athletes, they play way more games than
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you go back in the days, it was less games that they would play, um, you know, between be, between their the league and like national team. Now they play because there's so many more tournaments and they'll play like Champions League and they play they play so many more games now. It's yeah, it's insane and it does take a toll on the body.
0: Yeah, like Pedri, right? They like showed a a graph of how many games he had played for like between Barcelona and Spain. Like it was insane. Mhm. Yeah. But uh I mean, I think about like baseball, right? Like everyone in baseball is like is doing steroids. Like Yeah. So it's like it's kind of like a unspoken thing, but like basically like if you're in the elite, if you're a pro, like you're going to do everything to ha- to gain an advantage and like everyone's doing it and it's just like only a handful get caught. But I feel like everyone, when you're at that level, is like trying to get an advantage some some way or another. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, definitely. It happens in every sport. And yeah, the Viking,
1: what was his name? Yeah, Armstrong. Like Lance
4: Armstrong. Like the, That's the biggest example. Of hey, the you white know. getting faster and stronger than younger guys cycling. <laughs> but like, you know Bill
1: Burr had a funny joke about that because eventually they find out that a lot of those guys were, were doping, too. Oh,
2: like yeah. They yeah. took
1: this dude's medals, and he was saying, like, our doping was just better than yours. Yeah. And it's kind of, and it's kind of how it is at sports, you know. Because a lot, a lot of them are doing it. But I wanted to mention real quick, now that you talked about Roberto Carlos, because, man, those, that dude's legs were insane.
2: Those yep. like
1: two matches were carrying him. And Mexico played Brazil once and they did the um, they did the doping test and they said that Claudio Suarez came out positive hmm. Claudio Suarez, they were just trying to pin it on him, that dude flew to Switzerland and he got like, he paid for his own testing
4: Claudio Suarez? Yeah, yeah.
1: And well, I, think didn't, I didn't were,
4: know about that that's interesting
1: yes yeah, sir, I mean he He's like, fuck this, you know. I'm not just gonna wait for them to, you know. He, he flew to mate. Switzerland. Yeah, he flew to Switzerland and got, you know, got some some big company known to test them, and and it was within the time frame, you know. And uh, they cleared him out, but then they sort of dropped dropped that whole case. And I do, and I think it was one of the, I think Roberto Carlos was the other guy. Sometimes it's like one
0: or two players from each team. Remember when they oh, pulled uh, Aron Galindo and Salvador Carmona from our squad? Was that Clem Buterol or was that? That was during the, uh, the Confeds Cup in 2005. That was crazy. I think it was steroids, bro.
1: Oh
0: all right. And wasn't that
4: youth team, that Mexico youth team that won the world, world the under seventeen World Cup? They were accused of uh, clenbuterol as well, weren't they?
0: Um, oh, damn, I, I remember. I no, I remember when when Mexico hosted the under seventeen World Cup and like yeah, that's the one. Yeah, every team, oh, okay. every team except Mexico um, had clen in their system because the mm-hmm. Mexican team uh, was on a fish diet. The yeah, but I
1: think the, the it was um, the meat in meat is tainted. But that, that's the steroids they give to the cows down there.
0: But so they, you they probably had it very... in your high
1: when you were eating meat.
0: Oh, I have but like I have cleaned my system right now, bro. Both <laughs> <Those> tacos, <backfolds>, right? <laughs> yeah. I just got back from Mexico, bro. I've been eating tacos. Yeah, you, and...
1: You're running faster.
0: Uh-huh. there there's the famous...
1: over four hours.
4: There's a a case like a there's a Houston Texan that I know about it because it was in the news. A lineman, a big black guy, right? He went to go he went to go a uh, vacation in the offseason to Mexico in, in Cancun, and he ate a taco, and they traced <laughs> him back clenbuterol to it. Like that's how contaminated <laughs> it is.
0: But so, then, so do you believe Canelo or do you not believe him?
4: Maybe, maybe not, but. Can- Canelo, he's a hype job, man. Oh, you can't compare him to the elite of Mexican boxers. And I'm not putting Chavez either there because he was a he was a bum, a uh, taxi bum killer.
0: Damn! Wait, Taxi bum killer. Julio Cesar. Are you talking about senior yeah. or junior? Oh, what Both.
4: do you mean?
1: What do you mean, taxi bum killer? I, I
4: wanna a, a bunch a bunch of t a bunch of TJ uh capture.
1: He beat a bunch of, like, bum
0: Oh, Oh, come on.
4: You take, like, 80 of those names off, man. No one knows who the hell they are.
0: Yeah, but in Mexico, you debut, like, you don't have an amateur career. You just debut as a pro. It's not his fault. No,
4: You're right. I'm not criticizing him about that. I'm criticizing him about who he beat, when he beat him, and how he beat him. The three Gs. That's how you're in boxing. That's how the elite are ranked, man. Yeah, but I mean, instance, he had how many me, title defenses? Against who though?
0: I don't know. I know I know he had a lot.
4: But let, all right. All right, let's say but then let's say you're in a weak era of uh, of fighters like Ah, uh, he
0: has no control over that.
4: No, you're right about that, but if I would have to compare him to another Mexican boxer like Salvador Sanchez, he was the underdog in two of his biggest fights. Against a pound for pound number one, and uh, Wilfredo uh, Gomez. Mo- the guy moved up in weight. He, like I said, he was a two to three underdog. I mean, two uh, three to one underdog. I mean, the guy knocked him out. How many? How many Hall of Famers do you have in your record? Things like that matter, you know.
0: I'm trying to find. Like for, so, like he... for instance,
4: uh, Canelo he beat Sugar Shane Mosley. Yeah. Like, well, when did he beat him? He was like forty oh. something. he was
0: a bum. Yeah. But he was, but he is
4: a Hall of Famer. But yeah. when did you beat him?
0: Yeah. He beat Roger yeah, Mayweather. Just... I'm looking at his record. He,
4: he's a good fighter, but not a, hall of fam- not a Hall of Famer.
0: He beat him twice, actually. And then. He
4: beat Pernell Wittig. He beat, I mean, uh, what's his name? Meldrick Taylor. Meldrick Taylor. Yeah. He beat Macho Camacho. And. That, that's three names. Who else?
0: Parnell. The Magic Meltrick. T- Whitaker t- was a draw,
4: and he should have lost that fight. He lost every round of that fight. He did, but he, he, he did whoop his ass.
1: No, the Magic, uh, Magic Meltrick.
4: No, yeah, he he beat Meltrick Taylor, but he... now Whitaker beat him every round. Oh,
1: you saying they gave him the decision or what?
4: No, it was, it was a draw.
0: It was a draw. Yeah, it's kind of like I how do Canella... remember the my my where where uncle that we fight. Have... That's how I know. It Was ah, in San Antonio.
1: The Magic Montero felt he was losing.
4: Yeah, in the but last round he came back.
1: He and then people were saying that the ref, because the ref stopped the fight.
0: He did, yeah. But
1: but you know what? That boxer after that, he lost a like mess. a chromosome. Yeah, yeah dude. He, he, I'm sorry, dude. you lose that fight. <laughs> <laughs> even even if the referee must stop it, you still lost. I feel like shaking and he. Damn, he just... I saw,
0: yeah, he, I saw like uh, how he, there was like a couple seconds left before the fight was over, right? And the referee stopped it. Yeah. Pretty crazy. I saw like an interview asking him
1: about that. And it, it was kind of sad
0: to watch. It's, yeah, he's like... He
1: just couldn't. Yeah, he saw like... He mashed potatoes.
4: Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Well... And and that's why I, I criticize soccer uh, like Mexican footballers because Mexico's biggest, their biggest glory, their their go-to moment in sports all come from boxers, man. And they, like like Jaime mentioned, they come, they they start off real early. They don't have Olympic pedigree. They're thrown to the wolves. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys know about uh, Orlando Salido. No. Like, he's, uh, he has like 13 losses. And he had like 10 of them when he was like 15 years old. And yeah. he's like a three-time world champion. And then he made made a lot of money uh, in the last couple Or He's been retired for a couple of years. But that guy is an example of perseverance, something Mexican footballers don't do. Like, they don't take that risk. They don't take that chance. They're not prepared like that.
0: (laughs) I'm down a rabbit hole right now. Category, Mexican sports people in doping cases. Canelo Alvarez, Jafet Amador. Salvador Carmona, Aaron Galindo, Lupita Gonzalez.
4: Oh, that one—that one really pissed me off about that. Uh, that young girl, she was she she was an ex boxer, and there was this uh, there's this boxing rider. He's a real dickhead, and he lives over here in the states. But he he's always uh he's like uh, he's on his uh, moral high horse, right? And he crit- he criticized her because uh, she took roids during the Olympics, right?
0: run bolon yeah Anab- anabolic yeah. steroid
4: i, I invite all, anyone listening to this or, or you guys as well look look up that uh, documentary on Netflix called Icarus about how the russians uh in the in the olympics
0: oh yeah they were taking they li- steroids yeah
4: they literally did like james james bond scenes to get the the roids from one room to another to avoid like officials and shit, like it's some crazy James Bond shit that they had to do to get away with that.
0: Well, I mean, and
4: then it was during the Cold this, War. This is asshole,
0: huh? Is it, this is all during the
4: Cold War, right? No, it's in the in the Beijing Olympics.
0: Oh shit! Recently? Yeah, it's recent, man. Yeah. Oh damn!
4: Like like these guys are some certified cheaters, and they're then there's this dickhead criticizing this uh, this Mexican girl. She, yeah, she took roids, but everyone else is taking them too. Like Coel said, like this is the extreme. This is the the apex of sports, man. The Olympics.
0: I'm a I'm a little bit upset right now because all f- so there's only 13 Mexican athletes that 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 were caught doped up, and unfortunately, all three soccer players played for Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> We had Chav- you
4: you want to add, add a double whammy to Wait, that? Wait,
0: Chava Carmona, Aronga Lindo, and Julio Nava. All Chivas players. All doped. But go ahead.
4: Typical. No, but you add a double whammy. You, If you want to add a double whammy to that, your current coach was part of the Cachirul. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Super cheaters. Tramposos,
0: man. <laughs> Who else on... Daddy duty right now, but I need an I need an explanation right now.
4: <laughs> and Hoyle's over here bigging him up, but this guy's a certified cheater, man.
0: Ricardo Carena. Gotcha rules. So what was the story? He was he was uh He
4: was he was lying Wait. about his age, man.
0: No,
1: that was that was from the um That wasn't the players though. It was the it was like the directivos, the uh, the coaches and the people in charge of my youth team, and it was only a few players that they that were over age. I don't know if he was one of the
4: over.
1: Yeah, age he was players.
4: one of them. <laughs> he was one of them. Yeah, he's a cheater. <laughs> like, how do you know? How do you not know your age? Oh, well, come on. No, no,
1: they like, they knew. I'm just saying it was the it was it was like the federation. Not the Federation, but the the people in charge of the team that that told him, you know, that kept in and they did all that.
4: So um, so what you're saying. It, it was, did... What happened? So what you're saying he didn't have any vergüenza deportiva?
1: Well if you're youth, you're trying to get national team call up, go to a tournament, go through these things and you know. I I think it's I don't know, it's youth, You do dumb stuff, but I mean there is a team that's gonna follow him, so I'm not I'm not trying to
4: take. take so that so away. we all agree he's a cheater.
1: <laughs> you know what he is. <laughs> he is. He
4: can't,
1: can't say he's not because he did do it. I'm just saying he was a kid, you know, did some dumb shit.
0: That's crazy, bro. Man, Couldn't be my coach. <laughs> well, maybe, a, you know, a couple of years from now, we'll, we'll find out why we were playing football with Champagne. Nene Beltran doing, doing some uh, steroids in the locker room. and
4: Looking like a League MX All-Star, man. Somebody
0: lying about his age. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, when is he
4: gonna win that title, Jaime? Who? Your boy, your boy Nene.
0: I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, when is he gonna to go to Europe? That is entirely up to Chivas. Right now, when we don't really have we don't really have a good track record, and also he's very what? small. So I mean, he would have yeah. to be.
4: And, and his price tag is probably like twenty million for some reason.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I can see my Ajax or something, but I don't know. I have no idea, man. We have a connection with PSV and we have not used it yet. I have yet to see the.
4: You see, we Mexico also has a connection with Italy and I've yet to see anything uh, come from that. What's the connection? Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. It's going to be a chicken. Wait, Wait, no. What? (laughs) The cheating happened in Italy during the oh. 2006 World Cup in the league when they took, like, what, 10 titles
0: from Juventus? Oh, you're right, you're right. I
1: forgot what it was called, that whole scandal.
0: Um, they got a documentary about that, too. Yeah, that was a good doc, man, about Yeah, U.S. scandal. Unfortunately, the it got, pre- it got leaked to the press while they were still investigating it, so um, I was watching the one about how the referee from the NBA was, like, betting on his own oh games.
4: That, that one's pretty good, too. I watched it
0: on, during the weekend. Yeah, and it was pretty interesting, the fact that, like, a conspiracy theory is that, like, the NBA knew about it and they leaked it themselves to, like... We're, we're selling
1: the, the beautiful game, man.
0: We're, <laughs> we're, they're
1: muddling it
0: up. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's like... like <laughs> I, I will say, like out of all sports, I think like the NBA officiating has way too much influence on the on the outcome of the like, game Oh definitely like that one you can literally control like the entire game from start to finish, so it's a little bit unfair
4: Lakers Kings, two thousand thousand um, 2001 there was like 20 uh, 20 free throws to, like and 15 fouls called man yeah that shit was crazy
0: yeah, I have a friend who's it's like the
4: equivalent of Chivas getting like 10. Penalties and in the game. Man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. I know a lot of sack people are very upset about that documentary because it like basically proves that what they had already known for a long time. But um, we almost made an hour without talking about this freaking Partido Molero and Tata. We lost the Paraguay guys.
4: Do we even do
0: we even show it to the World Cup? Like, what's the point?
4: That that does a scumbag, man. I mentioned the oh, vergüenza deportiva earlier. This guy doesn't have any. Damn! Like uh, they're they're saying in the in uh, on Twitter, so a couple of the reporters that he pre- he presented his uh, he resigned twice, one after after the Canada game, and another against the uh, the U.S. USA. game. And, I mean, how do you just quit like that after giving your word and trying Boy, to be... but he can't
2: make it
1: public, so how do we no, know?
4: But it's still a very bad
0: luck. Like, how, how do you... Wait, is this,
1: they, is this confirmed or is this
0: all rumors? It's confirmed. Rumors, come on. I'd take it as a be confidence. confirmed
1: if, if that wasn't if, if he would have made it public at the presser, he would have been like, you know, what. Like, Here's my you
3: see,
4: about. I'd like to take it back a little bit. If you guys, if you guys would permit, the number one fan to take it back to the, to the yeah. America documentary real quick, because um, it was a similar uh, situation with Ben. They had a little, they they give a little bit of a limelight to the Ben Hacker era, of America.
2: Yeah,
4: and something they were mentioning, like oh, like 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 what everyone knows. Oh, they bring the. The, the great foreign players like Big e, Kalusha, and all those guys, right? And they're flying, right? And everyone knows they didn't win anything. But they, they even mentioned in there, they're like, oh, yeah, Ben Hacker, he was there. But then he kind of got bored being in Mexico. Like, well, not bored, but he would go to after every train, literally after every training session, he'd fly to Cuernavaca and golfs. So I don't know that, if. That me... doesn't sound like
1: tired of being in Max. You mean Mexico City? Or, yeah. Or, from, I mean...
4: Yeah, from from Mexico City to Cuernavaca to golf. No, no, but you said
1: he was tired of being in Mex. But I mean, do you mean tired of being in Mexico City
4: or? Mexico no, ju- I mean, ju- yeah, no, that's that's what I was getting to. Like, uh, like these foreign coaches that come to Mexico, just like the players. This, this is this just me uh being a conspiracy theorist Alex Jones version 2.0 but
0: <laughs> like the
4: like these uh these foreign coaches come to Mexico and they just like the players and the and the foreigners that come here they get comfortable man and i think that's what's happening at i that too he just he comes to Mexico and we've had like conversations about this in other pods like like we'd like to think Mexico is like Argentina or Brazil in terms of pressure, but it really isn't, man.
1: Uh, so no, we we I've been saying this for a long time. Like, yeah, I never felt that the pressure has been there. Like, not like overall like the way the teams have it or mm-hmm. the players have it to succeed. The, pre- the pressure would be more like sometimes on extra cancha or extra football. And, yeah, or how like. Or or like on, on the coaches I like could see it too, especially the Mexican coaches and they'll they'll attack them in the media and like asking them to resign. Mm-hmm. I think it's messed up. You know, I, but but you're right. Um, overall pressure for these teams is not we, we've seen very little. Like we saw what was happening with, with Monterrey with the players. You know, the players showing up. And that was what Last season maybe
4: they did it once or twice. In other countries this is almost like you know weekly thing where it's like they they won't leave you alone. Um, like I for example, real quick hall. Like they meant like I was I was watching uh I was on ES on uh T Y T. I don't know, that's like the Argentine channel. Well, oh yeah, pronouncing
1: competencias.
4: Yeah. I was watching one of the, I was watching, like, well, I don't even remember the game, to be honest. But, like, they were, like, uh, talking about how Aldo uh, the CV, they descended, right? And all the fans went out of protest, and they burned the coach's car.
2: <laughs>
4: and they're doing, like, some, uh, some Wicker Man shit around it. <laughs> like, all around it, like, holding hands and, like, casting their spells and shit. like. And it's like, gonna... to
0: get a car that's, yeah,
4: like you're not you're not gonna see that in Mexico. That's that's what my that's what I'm trying to say. You like.
0: might get some uh, some eggs on your the hood of your car. That's what happened on Thuna.
4: Yeah, on <laughs> his BMW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, if, if, if the pressure air right. It's never been
1: to that extent. Um, and I do think that's why sometimes, um, like you said, coaches can relax, and, and I do think. Someone like Finn Hacker, where it's like, he could just go golfing, uh, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, he's, he's, he's taking his, his
2: G4 or whatever, fine, not to quit. now I mean, he's, he's getting enough mm-hmm. is
1: one of the reasons that I heard he got fired. Yeah. Because he would, he would constantly take off to Buenos Aires. He would just leave, like, even if the team lost... He would just have his like assistants do the training the next day, and he would be gone. And I, I do think that was a bit of a mistake they did with that, that, allowing him to, I guess, like, align him or not, not conditioning him to be, I guess, in the country longer or like, like to see games or whatnot. Instead, instead he's like checking out Argentine games. And he was, I know he was getting League criticized a while back. Yeah, he's, he's he's watching the you watching the wrong players, um, but I mean that's and I think that's that's one of the reasons they sacked some of these dudes like Torrado and whatnot because they yeah guess, that guy he in, was, in he order was to in Spain in order yeah. to bring them they allowed him to have like all this you know mm-hmm. they gave him all this like like uh, leeway and yeah that was that was I think a mistake. You know, you know, I do feel you need to have more of a presence. I I do think which is why I, I feel justified with some of the criticism of like he doesn't call these other players and he's not even watching them. I mean guaranteed he might have really good assistance or or whatnot at the games. But as the coach, the you know, the the fans and even the the media or whatnot, even the players would, would wanna see you at the
0: stadium, yeah. yeah I don't know man i this uh, ten years is <laughs> it <laughs> sucked the soul out of me, man, and, and oh. <laughs> i i have I, no I, I have no expectations for the world Cup anymore, and I'm gonna be looking <laughs> looking stupid I, in in my shiny new I bought the stupid jacket man, I bought the reversible <laughs> jacket. Hundred and ten dollars. Nice it's a nice jacket. It's
1: nice, it, it we're is. Gonna look,
0: we're gonna look. good in the anthem. That's the only part of the World Cup we're gonna be looking good. A, is the anthem. I'm like,
1: I'm like the James Franco mean where he has the, the rope around. First his neck. time. Like, first time, I mean.
0: It's not uh, my first time, it,
1: but damn, bro. It seems like it. No, I've, I've seen Max underperforming. the uh, Dude, going into 2014, right? team was looking like ass took a wonder goal from Jimenez to keep Mexico in the game, you know, when, and to type Panama. And then, uh, we had Chicharito celebrating in what was it Costa Rica celebrating that the U S won. And that team didn't look very good. And they go, they go to Brazil and, and they had one of the best tournaments since 94, um, and then going into the ninety-eight World Cup, the team didn't look bad during World Cup qualifying, but when they handed it to La Puente, oh, the team just looked bad. And like so you know, it was if he was supposed to improve it, he did the opposite. And this team is just it's looking like gas and then they're collecting all these L's and and it's it's like, well, why are we going? you know, same sentiment. And it was one of the more exciting World Cups that the '98 World Cup in France. Um, <clears throat> so it's. Hernandez. Yeah, matadores. It's a tossup for me, Jaime. That's what I'm saying. It it could, Mex could just because that's one thing Mex has shown at least since '94 that that they once the World Cup starts and especially if they're seen as underdogs, they they tend to overperform at least in the group stage. You know. In the, in the group stage, as I said, like if you're at the World Cup draw, you don't, you don't want Mexico in in your group. You, you maybe you want them afterwards because they always lose, but not at the group stage, man. At the group <laughs> stage, they're the, they're the buff dog. <laughs> as they get to the next round, they're the they're the little pupper that's scared in the
0: corner. I'm pretty sure Argentina is uh, not losing sleep over us, dog.
1: Well, I prefer it like that. I want them to be overconfident.
0: Yeah, we're going to get our I, shit pushed in, bro. I smell five zero. 0 <laughs>
4: Joel, is, it's interesting that you mentioned La Puente because he was on Football Picante. I don't know if you guys seen that recently. Oh, really? I,
1: I didn't see the interview, but I'm big. I'm big on La Puente, even though I, I hated him uh, back when you used to coach.
4: America or Puebla?
1: No, Necaxa and then America. Oh,
4: you're and I
1: hated, and are. I hated, yeah, Perla. I'm not, I'm not that old. You're going way back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're going far back, uh, like early night, way wait, wait, early night, way 1991. Uh, anyway, some. Um, no, and then I didn't like how the team, like they took. I was big on Bora, and I, I hated how they took the team and and handed it to him. But, but I mean, if you look at his career and his results and everything he did, you know, with the team, it's like. He he's been one of the the best coaches and and one of the most influential ones.
4: He he definitely has the silverware to back it up. Oh yeah, man. But I was gonna say in that interview, like he pretty much confirms what we what everyone knows. Like, but he didn't. But he he washed his hands by saying no say. Right? He said yeah. He, uh, fight, uh, uh, Jose Ramon was like, "Do they impose players on you guys?" pretty much admitted uh, it without admitting it. Yeah. So, we know what the deal is. Like, Luis, yeah, uh, Luis Romo, Gallardo, uh, Pizarro, Pizarro, all these guys, you don't have to go to the freaking Ochoa. Johann, uh, yeah, Ochoa too. I agree. You don't have to go to the freaking Johan Cruyff Institute to know these guys are bums, man. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know
1: about Ochoa because he's been
0: right, yeah, Ochoa. the
1: national team at the so, I mean, say what what you want about him at club level, hey, at selección.
0: Oh, I was just As trolling I there. Like... I think he's been, always been great for the. <laughs> I just wanted to see. I, I just wanted to see, see you, like you agree like with me. He
1: did. He's like, yeah, Ochoa. We'll <laughs> he didn't
0: unbiased. even. Put,
1: he didn't even. He didn't even put the fist up, man. You <laughs> we were just like.
4: I'm biased, obviously, but yeah, like, Ochoa. Well, sure, yeah, no. I guess. Yeah, thumbs up. But the other guys? I mean. There's no logical reason to take these guys. And
1: it, yeah, like Pizarro, you have to wonder. Like Pizarro, he's been playing like ass, and then he, and I know Pastor likes him, but it's like, you're not one of the better players. You haven't been for what, a good three years? Bro, Lachonkis
0: is putting on a show right now, man. I would take Lachonkis over Pizarro. We,
1: we we talked about him, Jaime, that he, he deserves at least a Molero call up. I do think he's that type of player. He, he reminds me of, like, uh, a little bit of, uh, what's this rapist name? Um, Cabrito Arellano.
4: Whoa. He, I thought you were going to say Chapo Monte. He, <laughs> <no, laughs> he kind of reminds me of him a little bit.
1: I don't know about his case, but I know. Oh, you mean players? I mean, no, Cabrito, man. He, you know, like how they used to put him in, and he used to just cause havoc when they used to throw him in a lot of times. And, um, and it was to I nothing. I know, but it was still, <laughs> still, it's still fun to watch. He was one uh, of my
0: favorite players, and then he said, "Oh, my heart's with Monterrey." I was so sad.
4: The guy would just dribble on the on, on the on the wing, and backwards pass
0: every single time. He'll dribble,
1: yeah, he'll dribble everyone. The opposing team, his
0: team. He said he he. Um, uh, uh, he he had offers to go to Europe and he didn't want to because he Monterrey was the team of his you know the love of yeah, his life.
4: Right. I don't just,
0: know, just I like know. What,
4: just like Ochoa said Napoli was looking for him,
0: right? Well Choa got fucked because what happened? Well okay. he like had like a drug testing.
4: No, wasn't it the when he, the
0: Spanish passport thing? No, he, like, failed some. He failed, like, a test or something, and then he... He the, failed a test. I deal, know he was
1: in France, and, and then he was in France. He failed a test? Oh, like, a physical test? No, I think like it was...
0: Something happened where, he, like, because he <laughs> he had a pretty good offer after the World Cup, and then it fell through because of uh, something. I mean,
1: like, a lot of those offers were fake, like Liverpool and... Yeah, Haas that's and what I'm Milan. saying. Yeah. No, he's like, no, those were real, bro. Oh. Nah dude, come on. They they nah not as not as a foreigner. Um I know I think I heard I was I saw a tweet from Johnny Rico and he was saying that
4: he Oh I seen that, that charges, Mallorca, right? Huh? The Mallorca offer? They're saying that on 2DN that uh, he got offered to he, go to Mallorca.
1: Well, well I'm saying that the tweet from Johnny Rico was saying He that, failed a
0: drug drug test
1: okay oh, <laughs> to drug test damn, damn. no well, well right now supposedly he got his e u passport finally arrived, and uh yeah, he might go play with um Aguirre and I mean he could leave if it's on a free and he's he has that e u passport. I could see him going again Ochoa. and all these euro nut riders jumping on the Ochoa train.
0: Alright, I got the article. Ochoa is one of the five Mexican players who tested positive for clenbuterol after a Gold Cup <clears> match <throat> in 2011. And even though they were cleared two months later, when an investigation concluded that they had unwittingly eaten contaminated meat, the damage to Ochoa's career had already been done. He had an offer to go to PSG. It fell through and the only team who stayed in touch was As-Axio.
1: Ah... Uh. He couldn't come to the farmer team. This was before they had all them
0: bowling ass players.
4: Now that you mentioned it, I do remember that. Yeah. About the drug test. Yeah. Dude,
0: his, are you kidding me? His stock was super high, and then yeah, meow, just went down.
1: <laughs> them tacos, dude.
0: It's like uh, Chato Enriquez, you know?
4: Dude had the, little... the biggest, the, the biggest never was there ever was.
0: There's a lot. I can give you a list.
4: <laughs> People were saying he was the Necrolaf Amarikis.
0: Chato? Nah. Yeah. I remember hearing that. I had more expectations for like Pina Arellano.
1: Oh, man. Well, he that got was... injured.
0: Yeah, he got injured, but man. Pina he. Yeah. What
1: happened? He's like made out of porcelain and he kept getting injured, but.
0: His speed, he, bro. Fuck.
1: He was popping right before Chicharro.
0: Yeah, I was on that. And the, then I all on of the a sudden,
1: and then all of us. Yeah, there was. There used to be videos. They took him down, comparing him to Messi or something. Like that.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> like, kinda like kinda for me, it always go down to that goal. He's going with the bro. It was like, ah, oh, dude, yeah. He was In like
1: on a kind of motorcycle.
4: I'm like, fuck. You guys are always comparing someone to Messi. Yeah, la chumpis. <laughs> And you know what? I do have to eat some croak. He, he has looked good.
0: Dude, he goes in, he gets subbed in. He's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to go score now.
4: That's a perfect role for him. Like coming off as a sub. That, I, I would love to see Coming off or as coming a, in? Coming in as a sub. Coming in as a sub, okay, okay, sub yeah. Okay,
1: coming right. in i a yeah. That's what I think. He, he could do it with the selection. No, he him can't him do it at the selection. Final 10, final 20 minutes.
0: We're going to pull a bofo and put can, him in against I Argentina? Think he...
1: That, he they put him from the start, but I'm I saying.
4: Yeah, I gotta be <laughs> talking a lot of crap about my team, man. Bum.
1: Awful, uh, man. That was his attitude was never there, man. That's why it's kind of sad. You see his career, because he he had that talent where he should have at least finished in a in a bigger team. <laughs> and nobody wanted him in the league where he ended up playing like indoor soccer in Chicago you know uh, and playing with like with second division in Mexico and it's like hey,
0: if you if, if we you want know, to talk about players that never was in my opinion number one has to be Carlos Vela number two Bofo those are like for me the two biggest the, flops uh, of, of all time I
1: don't think Vela's a flop man I mean if, I mean, I, I see how you're seeing it from the point you're seeing it, where he could achieve I, more.
0: I'm, 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 and I, I agree in on, that aspect. It's based on like the, his capability and his potential and his ceiling and like <clears throat> the natural skill level that he had and where and and where he was already. He was already in Europe by the time he was 14. Like, like the expectations, bro, and like what he actually ended up achieving. That to me, that's the biggest flop of all time. Well yeah, Flop is like
1: he, he he didn't meet your expectations or He never won a title. Yeah, but I I think uh like like he's winning in life, man. He
0: Yeah, but I'm sweet, talking about from a sweet house. No one's he, gonna know who he con- is in like ten years, bro.
1: You don't I don't think he cares though, man. You, when we I talk mean, about like Mexico's Lisa, greatest too, footballers,
0: see- he's not gonna be there. He's just yeah, not...
1: but he he doesn't care. I mean, I know he doesn't he care. Doesn't... I'm just
0: saying, like that's the way I'm like. That's how we're ranking this is like based on like, at the end of the day, in, in football history, like no one's gonna talk about Carlos Vela.
1: Yeah, but I mean, look, man he he set up his family to succeed, and he well, good he's living like a really nice, really nice life, man. So, all, all from soccer, you know, where it's like he didn't even care much for the sport. It was like. Like if you're good at tennis and you don't really like playing it, but you're gonna make all the money, so you just do it on the side, huh? That's
0: what I'm imagine saying. Imagine if he did though. Imagine if he tried.
1: Yeah, I mean it is sad in that point, but
4: that, that's where my my gripe with him is because yeah. if you if you if you take a look at his career, where he did shine the most was at Real Sociedad, yep. right?
0: Sociedad.
4: Yeah, and let's be that's that's freaking
0: san sebastian.
4: Uh, yeah san sebastian is like a, a population of like what forty thousand. like zero pressure that's perfect for him then By he the goes beach. to mls yeah and then he goes to mls he loves getting he loves all, all the pocho attention
0: gets the king living key up, key right? of the city and everything yep gets to watch zero his Lakers. pressure yep Oh, this guy! Oh, he's winning in life. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doubting him on that. I'm just saying, like, based on his ability, his talent, and what he actually ended up doing is in his career, failure.
4: Hey, hey Joel, I also uh, did you see that tweet? Uh, I tweeted you and the Cantina MX account. Oh yeah, about <laughs> that bum Herrera. He's living it up. Damn. He's living it up down here in Houston.
0: Bro, what else are you gonna do, man? It's fucking Houston. I, I haven't think,
4: seen it. He's just I like taking shots or what?
0: He's at a club yeah, or what? He's
4: taking. He's taking a. He's. He's. Uh. They're. Uh, the bottle service? He's. They're pouring the the Bucana, like. A, they're pouring the Bucana in his mouth like a female. <laughs> and he's drinking it. Well. And and it, the 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 article said oh he was a uh, he was supposed to be injured, and so that's why he didn't travel with the team right, but then they took the picture of him. Uh, taking shots and, uh, at some concert. I don't know who the hell's singing, but this guy's a bum, man.
0: Hey, dude, I mean, he might not be able to be on the pitch, but anybody can take a shot, even if you're injured.
4: I suppose.
0: But, no, I mean, obviously it, d- it does look bad, but...
4: Yeah, and then he's going to start in the World
0: Cup. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. He's definitely going <laughs> to start. Uh, yeah let's not talk I'm... about sad stories right now, man. <laughs> Bro Mark's starting lineup is gonna be so trash. It's gonna be Gallardo. It's gonna be fucking uh uh what's this dude? The the guy from Cruz Azul. Is that. Charlie. No. Well they they swap teams. Oh Luis Luis so, Romo. Yeah, Romo going to be Pizarro. It's going to be Herrera. Oh, my God. It's going to be there's, Funes there's Mori. Jaime, of... <laughs> mean, there's a lot of... Antuna?
1: <laughs> there's a lot of these stories that are like the underdog. Oh,
2: boy. that's perfect for the... <laughs> I think this be mad, World Cup, bro. though, is,
4: is very gloomy. Well, I don't see... And you mentioned the previous World Cups... And I can't deny what you said. And they've always risen to the occasion, more or less, right? When... Also,
1: you know, what happened?
4: No, continue.
1: No, I that. Just like Mexico's bound to ultimately, like, just from always being at the World Cup, you're bound to one day, like, get that quinto partido. But you're also bound to get sent home on the first You know. Group stage. And the group stage. And it's happened to pretty much every team now since 94, except Brazil and Mexico. But, I mean, we've seen France, Germany, Italy. Yeah,
0: Germany
4: in the last World Cup.
0: All these teams. Yeah, but the difference is they learn from it and they walk away with some silverware at the end. And I don't see anything changing for Mexico. Whether we leave in the first (laughs) round or we leave in the second round, like, nothing is
1: changing. but
0: But it has it's just consistency of of being mediocre that's that's just all we've achieved and that's like it's it's an award in its own because like like you mentioned like there's not too many teams that can consistently get to that next game but it's like dude like i just haven't seen any progression since i've been alive dog and it's just fucking frustrating it's like why why even bother Well, well you're not see you're you're not and i'm glad I think, that i wasn't born in the era where we were losing to like <sighs> shitty teams and getting embarrassed at the world stage but I, this is all i have
1: seen the progression
0: this is all because, i have to base on is is what i've lived through the 90s and up until yeah, now and they, it's it's 30 years they, of nothing nothing
1: no I, I wouldn't say nothing because they mexico's record pre-94 was pretty abysmal um and then they couldn't really beat they didn't really have that many Ws, let alone against big teams. So the fact that they've beaten already Germany, they've beaten uh, France, they got draws against like Holland, uh, Italy.
0: We beat so Italy. I mean we beat Spain. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool. Spain, yeah, yeah friendly. Oh no, no, I'm saying at the World Cup.
4: Yeah, France, we beat France. Yeah, we beat
0: France. No,
1: no, but I'm saying that I'm saying at the World Cup. If oh, you look yeah, at Mexico's yeah. record. At one point, they couldn't beat those teams. Um, just going into the...
0: But it's more about it? them having okay, a bad Gina. day than us having a good day. It's just like, it was because... They, it it <laughs> wasn't well, It wasn't here, because man, we man. outplayed them, bro. Like, did we outplay them? I don't win know. Win to win, dude.
4: Oh, oh, I get your point, but... And I agree. And I agree with Hyman, too. I'm agreeing with everyone, but... But <laughs> what's that agree. book? That book is, is escaping my... My head—it's right, escaping me right now—the that German book that they had about how Germany fracasó in the World Cup, and they did a whole reboot of the project. Well, what's it called? It's an
1: audit report, I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when is when is our next reboot, man? When are we getting that? When we're are not. We we're not gonna but get,
1: get it because the, Germany that
0: we're not gonna get it. Wait,
1: cause, who? Cause, wait, but, but see, wait, perspective, i appreciate. When did they do this? Like after what fracaso?
4: It's escaping me right now. I just came from a walk hole. I'm I'm relying on you, (laughs) man.
1: I didn't ever get to read that book. But I mean, this is a country that's been football mad for a long time with one of the, they've had like a, a, you know, premier league for a long time and they just have a winning history and
0: Dude, they just—they
1: just, they have a lot of things in their favor already, just from being in a region where there's teams like, like Spain and Italy and France and England that they could, you know, they could push them that they could compete against. Mexico just doesn't have that, you know. But, dude, all right,
0: this is, all right. This is the way <laughs> I see it, and it it's very fucking easy. If you make it a priority to become a world power, you will make that happen. If you put the money to the side. And Mexico will never fucking do that because it doesn't matter what product they put out there on the pitch. They're selling tickets. They're selling jackets to Muppets like me. They're, they're selling out everywhere they go, bro. It doesn't matter what's on the field because they're getting paid like crazy. So, until Mexico makes a, a priority to be like, yeah, yeah, fuck all that. Let's actually make an effort to become a world power. How do we get there? What's the blueprint? Like, if they were actually to make an effort to, to, tru- to truly make this a vision for themselves and, and, like, put the money to the side, then it would have happened a long time ago. But it's never going to happen because we have our, our rich neighbors up north. USA, and and we're we're just basically their bitch. They're pimping us out, bro. No, man. The, we're the we're getting pimped out right now. Slow,
1: it's just been a slow process, but Mexico has managed to be a top 20 team.
0: They should have done this when they like, won the World Cup when they were under 17. They said, all right, here we go. We did this at the under seventeen yeah, level. We're gonna become world champions at the senior level in like ten years. But, you, but and they didn't do anything. They didn't do any effort. We, we to can't make go it off
1: a youth turn. We can't go off a youth turn. I know,
0: but say, they should have made that like the vision. They should have used that as an excuse to be like, all right, let's but, tr- let's do this. But they kind the of have
1: because because eventually they managed to make the youth teams more competitive to the point of there's Olympic gold, uh, and then there's under seventeen, uh, cups were before. You didn't really hear much about him because uh, they just didn't put much effort. So there has been improvement, like across the board. If you see like Mexico's results and and participation in tournaments, um, they've been doing really good throughout the years. So they're just having they're just not where we would like them to be, but they are a top like they're always like in the top 20 and they're always like closer to the top 10 they're always between 13 and 15 i mean do, out of 200 how do we get teams to the
0: top 5 to you the can't. top 6 not not well, with the current you model. need a
1: top league Well, you need you need a first i think you need a a league that's that's very competitive and i think the Mexican is just they hasn't been able to do that uh not just the league, but even the second division league, you also need uh, uh you know like England has Premier League, but they also have the championship, which is also like at a high level and I do feel you need they need that they need to have that um
0: <clears throat> I mean all you can do you can't choose what region you're in that's just like you can't control that, obviously, no team outside of South America and Europe have won the World Cup, so it's like other other countries have had. This issue in the past. If we cannot make our our region better or rely on our region, then the the thought is, oh well, you just send everybody else to Europe and you know you'll see success there, which we've done and hasn't hasn't fixed the problem. We haven't seen any improvements. We're still getting eliminated in the round of sixteen. What I will say, and, and we've talked about this plenty of times, is like we just limit the amount of foreigners that are in our league and we just continue yes, to find. I agree. And we continue to find talent. You know, I was actually. True story. I was playing Rocket League, and these dudes were uh, from Chihuahua, and they're saying that they have so much talent in Chihuahua, and it's mainly like not a not a town where like a lot of, you know, there's not there's not much going on as far as soccer goes. Mm-hmm. Like there's not scouts looking for them. Uh, it's actually known a little bit better for their baseball than it is soccer. But he says that there's so much fucking talent there, and like some people get lucky and get scouted by like Monterrey and like Nuevo Leon because it's kind of close. But he says, like, yeah, dude, if there was, like, more scouts, like, looking, like, the talent's here. And that's Chihuahua. That's just, like, a prime example. But it's, like, dude, like, I can't imagine how many other similar stories there are in Mexico, and we're just over here looking at foreigners and buying Danny Alvizes of the world. When, dude, we have better talent in, like, our backyard. Like, I don't understand why we're looking. We're always looking for, like, the foreigner or the the exterior. But, like, dude, look within. It's already there. We have gold. Well, I
1: I mean, there's one thing – First is like getting these players is not, is not free. So you just can't go and load up in a bunch of noobs, and and then see which ones are gonna pan out because you could look really good. Freddie Doo was world class from like age twelve to like
0: yeah. Well, he was like fucking twenty eighteen. <laughs> he fucking lied about his but, birth certificate, dog. Hey, you're fourteen, you dog. Could,
1: you could look gold. You could look gold, and then by the time you hit eighteen, uh, all of a sudden you suck. And so that's, that's one thing to keep in mind. It's like, yeah, you could, you could be looking good, but teams don't have like, they have limited resources so they can't just bring 200, you know, youth that they found and, and see, you know, and house them all and and it costs money just having enough coaches for all, all those players. So, it's limited how many players. Yeah, But what's take. more
0: expensive in the long run by overpaying for these like mediocre players that are coming from. Yeah.
1: Well, both, both because with some of these players, they could still sell them. A lot of times they, they managed to sell them or get some money back. You don't get no money back with the youth. You could have them three, four years since they're 12 or 14. And then they didn't pan out. And you just, you spent all these wages on, you know, not just, and I don't mean player wages, but like for coaching and and yeah, clothing it. and all, all that stuff. So I mean, I think that's limited, and that's that's one of the things just we have to like keep in mind. But I I agree with you on the, the number of foreigners. I do think it should be limited, like three or four, and then the team should just concentrate on. If we only have three or four, they're going to be really good, right? Instead of having like right. eight. And half of them are petarlos. Just three or four that are of, like, top quality. And then just have as many Mexican players playing. Because um, the talent is there. I, I do think the talent is there. And we've had players like Rafa Marquez, Hugo Sanchez, Cotemoc, But there's not that many players, like Mexicans, playing across the board. Not just in first division, but, like, lower division. So... Just having, like, what, 12 players that go to Europe and the majority are, like, not even starters. They're, like, bench. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. Having all these dudes, you know, every time they see a youth, you know, like, pushing to send them abroad, like, that's going to fix them. That's dumb, too. So I think a very competitive league with, with, you know, a lot of players. I mean like look at Uruguay. their league is not their league is not even that competitive, but because they have so many so many um homegrown talent. Yeah. They export so many players, man. It's crazy. But Yeah. Uh, and I mean competitive as far as like they they're pretty broke. You know, I I think um
0: They sell cheap because Uruguay, they, they you know, it's not a sustainable league. And they're just trying and, to get a return on their investment with the uh, future transfer, you know, release. Like they put a little little yeah. fee in there, and they get their money back in the long run. But yeah,
1: I think that's not worse. because I think the majority of games are played at the at the one stadium.
0: Probably, I mean, it's only three million yeah. people.
1: So I think they use they use the one. you think you mentioned that they played every game at the because then the other teams have just <laughs> you know. It just made more sense because other teams have like they probably don't even have a stadium; they just
0: have the field. Really? <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah.
1: Really,
0: really quickly, uh, we do have another speaker, Danny. Sorry, man. Uh, we we were trying to get to you, man. I, I saw you requesting earlier, but uh, feel free to speak up and uh, welcome to the show.
5: Uh, thanks, man. Can you hear me right now?
0: Yes, sir. Yes.
5: Oh, okay, Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I know you. Uh, you guys were talking, and I, you know, uh, was called appreciate appreciated the uh, passion that you guys were uh, going into uh, with the team and everything like that. Ultimately, what I just wanted to say was um, I'm also not looking forward to uh, how Mexico are looking towards the World Cup uh, just because of uh, the players that are getting called up and the way that we play together. I know um, the Paraguay-Mexico game was like a little, and we had like, a bunch of young players, but the way we played, the way Tata is – Making this play is not something that I'm happy about. And I'm not confident that uh, Mexico will get out of the group stage. And, that, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say.
0: <laughs> hey, man, thanks for coming on and, and being patient with us. But, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I'm with you, bro. Like, uh, Not looking forward to this World Cup. But then, of course, Mexico always does the the impossible, right? They, they always give us that glimmer of hope. But it's never in in the way that you want it to happen. But go ahead, Ricardo.
4: Danny, a quién le vas? Oh, bro.
5: Chivas all the way, dude.
4: Oh, man. Come
0: on. That's all we needed to hear.
4: There's two things Chivas fans always need. is a lupa to look up all the pictures of the championships <laughs> and they need their archaeology hat because there isn't anyone alive that's seen that, man.
1: That's that seen what?
4: Those championships.
1: What what championships?
4: Those Stone Age titles.
1: Oh, you mean the, the Campionissimo era? Yeah. That's... The but There's like like a a picture America- Lista, like How are you bringing that up when America's trying to have been trained for years to add the amateur era campeonatos to the to the regular count. Hey, going well, back to the 1920s.
4: Well, because America <laughs> should have 18 titles. That's why.
1: <laughs> they've more than 18. They have like four, I think, and then like I don't know how many cups. <laughs>
0: Well, folks, we're getting to the end of the show. Uh, We do have some decent mashups over the weekend. Again, the football gods have blessed us this week. So much soccer going on. Um, We do have Juarez and Rayados kicking things off on Friday. Querétaro, Santos, Necaxa, America, Tigres, León, Toluca, Pumas, Chivas, Puebla, Cruz Azul, Mazatlán, Atlas, San Luis, and Pachuca, Tijuana. And then on Tuesday, Chivas Tigres. Uh, Wednesday, America Santos. So a lot of good action that's going to be happening this weekend. Boys, I'll start with uh, Danny. Um, Any closing thoughts, anything you want to say to the listeners or anything that's on your chest you just want to get out?
5: I mean, I just love Chivas, and uh, hopefully Mexico uh, does – better they like uh go above my expectations essentially that's it
0: <laughs> for sure uh definitely welcome to come back on the show uh you know we're always here on a tuesday wednesday night and uh we always love to hear from everybody uh Ricardo what you got for us man
4: first off i'd like to thank you guys for inviting me again
0: hey, always a pleasure
4: of course, I'm the number one fan, man. I've been with you guys from th- through thick and thin. Yeah. Thank but, you. But my final point, and I don't want to argue with anyone or anything, or or you guys have your mind set up or whatever. Well, also, <coughs> during the weekend, I, I seen an a article posted about how that pocho kid, uh, Julian Araujo, that, that Barcelona was trying to get him, right? That he was like a second option, really. But yeah, but LA yeah, Galaxy refused to sell him. Oh. so this goes back to my original point that's been proven time and time again. This isn't just me, uh, like bigging myself up, even though I like to do that. MLS holds Mexican players to a higher regard than their own players. That's why they sell them for a bag, for bags of cacahuates. And they so they refuse to sell the Mexican players because they know that's where the money's at. Mexican well, fans make up the football, and not only in Mexico but in the U.S. That's why yeah. it's that's why they've been sold to lie. Mexican players don't go to MLS because they're just gonna, they're just going to hold you hostage, man. And that's it.
0: It's like a well, it's like know. a it's like a double whammy, right? It's like you're exporting your own as, yeah, but, as but, cheap but, as possible, but then when it comes to Mexican players, you're like, nah, let's let's keep them in MLS. It's sabotage, no, man. Yeah, that's it's, it's what it is. It's, what it's 40 chess is what's happening. Yep. No, man. You guys are like overboard with some of this stuff. I got my tinfoil hat on, man. I'm down for the conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs>
1: it's the not proof, conspiracy, man. The
4: proof
0: it's... is in the pudding
4: hole. Okay. Okay, well, first,
1: first you gotta see how far along a player is in their contract when they leave. So it's like the contract's about to expire. Then, yeah, that club is going to have to, um, you know, negotiate cheaper because it's either that or lose them on a free transfer. So you have that happening a lot, Uh, especially if a player's been getting scouted. And teams, Europe teams do do that a lot where they come, especially to South American teams where they go down and they they psych their talent and they'll try to get them for very cheap. We'll see some players that go for like a lot of money, but that's that's a few, you know. Like if, if you look at the, the list of how many transfers, the majority, man, they're being, they're being like, you know, they're being sniped or taken um, <clears throat> for a very cheap. So that's one of the things. The other thing is, first, we don't know if Galaxy didn't, I didn't want to negotiate. I saw, uh, there was a reporter from Spain and he was, he was talking about that, and he said that that the galaxy was asking for too much money. And I asked him, "What's too much?" Because we're looking at Barcelona that has paid stupid money, right?
2: So I was like, "Really? How much is too much?" Because if five million, was it ten, even
1: twenty? Is that a lot?
4: You or, know? or maybe it wasn't that much, and they refused to sell them.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, we don't know. We're we just getting secondhand accounts, so that's it's hard to criticize or. Say if we don't have, we don't have, like, the proof. So that's,
2: um, you know, and,
1: and sometimes they do things like that just to see the rest and be like, hey, we're, we're keeping tabs. And then the player's not going to want to extend the contract or whatnot, especially if they already, like, approached and they're like, hey, what, what all do you I'm, think of coming over here?
4: All I'm going to say is that MLS is yet to export a porcho player that represents Mexico to Europe.
0: Ricardo Pepe. Oh, wait. Sorry. He plays for the United States. Exactly. Oh, hold, um, hold,
4: hold, hold, hold. Jaime, real quick, if, if you'd permit me, please. I, I, yeah. You mentioned something in the last podcast. Yeah. That I, ha- I have to comment. Let's well, hear. It, it's digging inside me, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that Figo uh, documentary. Oh, yeah. Called. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to the America one, I thought it was more or less very good. I'd give it an eight out of 10. Yeah. But what that guy did, that Florentino Perez, that guy's that guy's the biggest scumbag in the world, man. The <laughs> like I know the systems are I mean the the way things are they operate is different from Mexico, but how do you how do you buy a player if you're not the president of a club yet? Yeah, what kind of that shit's shit crazy, is that? Bro. That's like that's was, that was it. his presidential that's
1: campaign, it. bro. Yes, yes,
4: exactly. Disgusting. Por eso, there's a lot of Mexicans that go to real Way Madrid because of Hugo and, and obvious reasons. I can never uh, I can never uh, root for a club as disgusting as that. Or a <laughs> Newcastle.
0: Wait, but for, for gold. <laughs> you but guys you are New a, guys a lot like of people a lot of people make the comparison <laughs> that like you guys are the Real Madrid of, of Mexico though. And and I would I would agree with that.
1: Wait. I mean, I think Newcastle is owned by Americans. No, Newcastle owners. got
0: some crazy money now. You know, yeah, who owns
4: it? They're owned by the Public Investment Fund. That's the Saudi Arabia's... They got some oil
0: money now, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, um, Actually, I, I did. You, you mentioned Julio, uh, Juliana Araujo, but I did have a question in, uh, regarding Zendejas because, like, People are confused whether he's eligible to play for Mexico or for the United States, but he made a one-time switch already, so it's like he can't go back to the United States, right? He can't. Play- Actually, he no, didn't. Jaime. He hasn't signed. He hasn't signed
1: the bad line.
4: I'm glad you brought that up, Jaime. This guy broke Chivas's biggest uh, rule before it was unwritten again recently. <laughs> like you guys had an American player play for Chivas.
0: No, no, no. When he joined Chivas, he agreed to not pl- take any more caps from the United States.
4: But he's still American, though. He represented America. He's represented the U.S.
0: No, but he wasn't playing for the United States after he, but, but, he joined Chivas.
4: But, FIFA, but that's not how FIFA views it, though, Jaime. They they need that one-time switch, man. You guys played with an American.
0: Well, he was eligible to play for the United States, similar to like how we ended up doing, uh, what's his name? The Peruvian
4: well but the, the bylaws back then were clear huh? I guess the difference is he, though
0: he wait he was born in Juarez, though so he is Mexican technically yeah but it I is suppose, it, it is interesting though because like now it's like he's he can't play for the United States even if they wanted to call him up right
4: I'm hearing conflicting reports about that supposedly he can't play for the. US if he if he makes that one-time switch
0: no but he, he already made. he already played for United for Mexico
4: i'm oh the what's his name uh martin what's his name uh Martin del palacio yeah, you think something different
0: He made a debut october twenty first october twenty twenty one friendly against ecuador, and he also started a friendly against Guatemala back in April. Most fans assume that his call up to Mexico's his one time switch had been completed however the f m f never publicly announced one. Yeah,
4: S- similar to that kid that played for Mexico in a, in a friendly recently. That that guy, that kid that plays for Real Sociedad, that other pocho kid, like he's still technically a U.S. Uh, men's national team player. Similar to Zendejas, even though he played with Mexico in a worthless friendly. Huh. I
1: think you. I think you. Cause this this goes back since like uh, it goes way back, man. Goes, I think eighties. What was this guy's name? Um, it was this Mexican player, and then he ended up switching to the U.S. And then he he was with Jurgen Klinsmann. He was one of his assistants, and ended up going to Bayern with him. I forget that guy's name.
0: Did he me. play for Santos?
1: I don't remember who he uh... played for. It's going way back way, but I mean that's happened like a lot. Not often, but it's happened throughout the years. So I think as long as you don't, you don't play in an official game. So I mean, with this guy, he hasn't played an official game, and I think they're uh, trying to get him to sign a paper. And he said, "If, if you want me to do the switch, uh, I guarantee you the World Cup."
4: So that red, white, and blue uniform would have fit him very nicely. Then he would have been used to it. Is but he Chivas, I is he... <laughs>
2: <laughs> well
1: he could play in
0: both
1: now, so the team uh, you know.
4: Man, you guys are inviting USA players, Peruvians. Then before you know it, they're gonna invite that uh that that girl that plays for what the the mm-hmm. Raponi, the that female player. <laughs> no She's She's like, scoring goals for the men's team, so as
1: as long as it's it's um, Mexican-born players or sons of Mexicans that, <laughs> as long as as long as they keep that, I don't think people are going to care what national team.
4: That'll change soon.
1: Well, yeah, because we're going to see more, but I don't think I don't think it's like like look, look, people thought it was going to be a bigger deal with um, Ormeno, and, and no one cares now. Right? You don't you don't have you not have people doing men on his car or on Belai's car or whatever. And that was just most because of the media kept piping that up. And so I, I do think eventually we will we'll see like some some US national. But
4: Pepe, the way I, he's I, looking.
1: I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's gonna like in the long run people are gonna care that much. I was a bit surprised when I saw uh, Donovan when he went to Leon, right? Because for many years he was like public enemy number one, uh, and dude, he had fans in Leon, you know. Even though he didn't play them, the people there loved him. So that just makes sense, man. We're
4: not as so you as say that. Huh? How, how you say that? Well, my deal about you and uh, I'll never miss him. Anytime I see him, I always remind him there's a Peruvian on the team, man.
5: <laughs> always. And, and what does he say, though? He
4: he turns. Have you seen the uh, the Stranger Things? Where the vecna lo levanta and his eyes roll back. <laughs> and he starts floating. Así se pone. Damn. <laughs> I mean, cause to me, it's
1: like, uh, I don't. I don't. It doesn't bother me.
0: Um, I was trying to find his name, Edgar Castillo, he played for Mexico, and then he switched to United States, and, yeah, I mean, he was able to get cleared, so, uh... So they call it
1: Homie? I don't Is know. Was
0: that's his nickname, Homie Castillo. Mm-hmm. I think it's someone else.
4: Are you talking
0: about, like, Hobbit? No, Homie, like, Homie. Homie? I don't know. Yeah. That's a, weird, that's a weird nickname. Chivas she, she get,
4: players have lame nicknames tortas
0: homie chicote chiquete, chicote
4: yeah
0: yeah we got some we got some weird ones but uh want to thank everyone for hopping on tonight i love it i love it i love it i love it uh we're going to have a lot of football in the next between now and and the next episode so we'll make sure to catch everyone up uh if you are listening this uh and you're not live Join us next time. Uh, We're always on Twitter Spaces and on YouTube as well. And uh, Anchor FM, they kind of changed it up. And you guys can actually support us now. So if you guys like the podcast, want to support us, go ahead and do so through our landing page. But we appreciate everyone so much. We'll catch you in the next episode. And uh, hang in there. The World Cup's almost here. Bye, everyone.